Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's, it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name. My name. Is <laughs> my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. Braxton, <laughs> you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Rebecca Baker is a non-hunter. She's actually a fly fisherman. And we get into the whole fly fisherman versus fly fisherwoman discussion. But she's a non-hunter that's had a pretty hectic background. And the reason I wanted to have her on is that she sees perceptions of who she's supposed to be as a fly fisherman in the same way that females are viewed in the hunting community space. The whole, like, you're supposed to do it this way, you're not supposed to do it that way. Oh, you're less of an angler because you do this. Sound familiar in the hunting space? It's just a super unique perspective coming from someone that is in a different industry than hunting. It has so many corollaries to what we deal with in hunting. Okay. So people accuse me when they hear my accent. They accuse me of, you're like, you're not from the South. I said, I'm from Mississippi. Can't you tell? And they're like, no. And I said, then I'll mess with them. And I'll say, actually, I'm from, you know, down South in Louisiana. And then they get this quizzical look about them. And I said, no, okay, I'm joking again. I'm from South Africa. And they're like, oh, okay, we figured that you didn't sound like you're from Mississippi. 
But Rebecca Baker, I don't think anyone could mistake you not being from the South. No, not at all. <laughs> Just a few words. And then they're like, oh my gosh, say this. And then it, it goes into like, hey, say this word, say that word. I'm like, okay, I shall do it. I get the same thing. I get the same thing. They asked me to say different words. So I guess we're, you know, we're in the same boat. Right. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Uh, Rebecca Baker, welcome to the Blood Origins podcast. Uh, for those of you that um, don't know Rebecca, Rebecca, just give a quick introduction for who you are. Okay, sure, I can do that. Well, hi, y'all. I'm Rebecca Baker, also known as Lady Angler Lentz. Um, pretty much all things, anything outdoors. That's, that's Why Lady Angler Lentz? So Lentz was my maiden name and we decided not to change it. We thought my husband and I is who we is, but I've already created the brand. And I was like, well, why not? I can be Lady Angler Baker. And then it's like, is she baking on the river? Like am I like on the river making cookies? So we're like, let's just stick to Lady Angler Lentz. You could be, you could create an amazing niche of like baking whilst you fly fish. If I can have the little baking set we had as like kids, I, I forget what it's called, but like the little baby oven, mm. maybe then. But uh, I, to be honest, I am not a very good uh, baker or cooker or anything like that. I'm, I'm missing that uh, skill set for sure. <laughs> Are you a good fly fisherman? No. Sorry, is that no? So, I'm not. Is that an appropriate? Is that an appropriate use of terminology? Are you a fly fisherman or a fly fisherwoman? Uh, I'm going to hurt people's feelings, but I'm a fly fisherman. I don't, I don't get caught up in that. And it really drives me nuts. <laughs> like if, if people wanted to say they're a fly fisherwoman, that's cool. I don't mind, but I don't correct people. Um, I was in the military. So to me, it's like, like when I say, Hey guys, I'm not really trying to be gender specific. It's like saying y'all. So if, if I'm a fisherman, I'm a fisherman and that's a okay mm -hmm. with me. <laughs> I don't get offended. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So average, above average, below average fly fisherman? Oh, I don't think I get to have um, below average just because I've never landed a brown trout. So I don't get to really give myself a really good title yet. Um, you know, I will tell you that my greatest fly fishing accomplishment is landing a brown trout. There it is. I knew it. <laughs> but a native brown trout in a gorge type stream in a place called Leidenberg in South Africa. Wow. And I, and I hauled him out of a pool. I was up against the rocks and there was a waterfall coming down next to me. And I would fling, I would peel out my backing and I would literally like fling it up into the waterfall, my tippet, and it would then take all the line down deep into the pool. Oh my. And the first time I was like, Oh, I got a fish and I brought it in. It was a little rainbow. And I saw something come up behind the rainbow. I was like, what was that? <laughs> Took the rainbow off, put it back in the water, did it again, strip, strip. I was like, oh, I'm stuck. And then boom, I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? <laughs> and it was like a two and a half kilo brown trout. Oh my gosh. I bet your heart was racing. What were you thinking? Amazing. Yeah. Oh no, it was just amazing. Like I was, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> because I've been, that's where I learned how to fish. I learned how to fish in the mountains of Dragonsburg. I learned there was no other fishing in my life except fly fishing. Oh, that's and amazing. So that's how I started fishing. And so, you know, rainbow trout, how we started as kids was like little, you know, balls of bread underneath a, a cork. 
Yeah. Uh, and um, we would fish the stocked rainbow in the in the in the dams in the mountains of of, of I think that's awesome. And I I feel like a lot of people get caught up with fly fishing. Like you have to use your own flies that you tied and so on and so forth, or only throw meat and streamers. And here, like I just discovered your nipping, but I think that's great for kiddos. Like shoot, just put like a piece of hot dog on a hook and throw out there, let them catch some brim. Like just let them get that excitement of, you know, their first fish and then go into more specifics after that. But I just love that. That's how you started out. What you just said has so much, so many sort of corollaries to the hunting industry and the hunting issues. Uh Oh, I'm sure you face them in, in the fly fishing industry in that you have certain things that are expected of you. There's certain things that are like create segregations in in your community. Sounding familiar? Yes, absolutely. Why do you think that happens? Well, I think, I feel that it may be unintentional. Um, People tend to get protective over what they think is the right way without realizing the joy and how you can spark that joy in a person just trying to get into the sport. I'm obviously, I've got into this way later in life. I'm 37. I discovered it when I was 35, but other people have been doing the either hunting or fishing their entire life. So they're at this stage. They don't realize that others need to at least first feel the joy, the excitement, and and then get better at it. Just kind of let them get their feet wet in whatever sport that they're trying before becoming the elitist mentality. I think that's really driven a wedge. And also a fly fisherman can come off as pompous because people think that, you know, we there's only one way. That, that's it. There's no other, the, no other way at all. You have to do it the right way. <laughs> you sure you're speaking? You sure you're speaking about fly fishing? Yeah, everything. <laughs> it's everything. It is. It's everything, right? And so, again, the corollary to hunting is uncanny, right? The elitist attitude. The this is how it's supposed to be done. Uh, everyone thinking that they're much better than they actually are. Right. Um, nobody just saying, "Can we just do this because we love it?" Mhm. I agree. Let me ask, do we um do you hunt? I want to get into hunting and then funny enough that you mentioned So are you so are you technically a non-hunter? Would you classify yourself classify yourself as a non-hunter? Correct. My my husband is very much even today he's coming back from a squirrel hunt. He hunts if he is off, we are. He's either hunting or we are fishing or overlanding. We are outside, disconnecting from the world, but reconnecting with nature and each other. That's that's our thing. Um, but funny that you mentioned that. Like I have posted a couple of TikToks of uh, practicing my bow, or a photo of me just pulling back, drawing back. See, I don't even know the right terminology yet. And instantly I get flooded with comments of do this, do that. You're doing this wrong. You should use this. You, and I'm like, guys, I'm just trying to pull back this, but like, I don't even know where to start. So like, yes, <laughs> I'm definitely not a hunter yet. And I just want to learn as I go. And um, 
All right, so let me explore this. Why at 37 have you never hunted before? Well, my adopted father was not a hunter. He was not, I don't even remember him taking me fishing, but I know he fished before he adopted me. Uh, my biological family, so I was um, in and out of foster care. A lot of people don't understand the foster system. So like you'll get removed from your household and my biological mom had me um, uh, in her care. So you get removed and then you get pl placed back in. You get removed. So it kind of gives the parent a chance to act right or become a better parent. Mm -hmm. After mm -hmm. so many chances, you kind of end up part of the system where you get adopted. So I was adopted by a distant family member and then he wasn't really into it. He was a, an amazing man, all things like outdoors, like he liked the hiking stuff, but I just never was introduced to anything hunting or fishing. I may have dated a few people, but the same thing, the mentality was like, you have to be perfect at it. I never had someone that was very patient with me. So mm -hmm. and it was still by accident how I even discovered fly fishing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me ask this, given the fact that you probably were, or you technically still are a non-hunter, but you've been a non-hunter for 25 years, not exposed to it until, is it a fair assumption, until you got married and your, and your husband was a hunter? Yes, yes. Even okay, so let's... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, even up until this year, I didn't even go out with him. I, I still have not gone out with him while he hunts. I bought him a saddle, um, saddle pack, saddle frame. I'm not sure what you call it. But I have no idea what you're calling. Okay. What you're saying. Well, he pretty much hangs. Oh, 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 oh. One of those... Um tree saddles yes 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 so i bought gotcha. yes 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 i bought him that this year so he has been loving that um but the two times that he has uh shot a buck with his bow i've gone and helped him not that he needs help but um like just watching him do a shock shock pouch method carrying out the buck blew my mm -hmm. mind and then the first time he um field dressed, I guess he, like we were there, yep. he took all the uh, fur off. Um, we, all the meat, everything and brought, brought, packed that out and brought that home. So all of this is just very eye opening that like, we don't take it somewhere. Like he does everything out in the woods or like when we did the shock pouch method, he brought it home and we did it here. So I'm still mm -hmm. like, I'm like I said, 37, just now learning these things. All right, so I want to do a little bit of a deep dive okay. into your psyche All right. prior to you meeting your husband. Mm -hmm. So prior to meeting your husband, I want to understand whether you had any perceptions of who a hunter was. Um, I actually, I didn't have one way or the other other but i was i still had a positive outlook on a hunter having been in the military and just having more of a sense of that providing for yourself and okay. and i know a lot of people have a negative um concept of hunters like they're just doing it to kill animals but my husband like 
actually praise and thanks the animal for its life. And even I was petting the buck. Like what, I, I know that sounds silly petting it, but I mean, I was just sure, 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 sure. thanking it because it gave its life. we took that moment to honor it. And that feeds us. And it's not even like bad food from the grocery store that has Lord knows what in it. It's, it's fueled by nature. It's out like, that's how we got our food. So I, I didn't know, I didn't have a perception that was negative. I just have never been in this circumstance or being able to learn firsthand. I, I've seen shows, but it's just not that interesting as when you're actually out there in, in, mm-hmm. in nature. Mm-hmm. What what may, with certain elements of, of hunting that you may have been surprised by with your husband? <laughs> that you're like, wow, I just had no idea. Not, not, I'm not talking about like, again, sort of deep dive from a perspective, from a perception perspective, mm-hmm. that you're like, wow, I never understood this. I actually never realized that. Are there things like that? There absolutely is. So he will, he talks about shelves and benches and the thermos of like smells, um, even the different times of years, the different, um, like when he will use a grunt call when he doesn't, like it doesn't matter because they're not mating and all these things. I just had no idea. I really thought people just went and sat in a tree and wait for a buck to walk by or a doe, whatever, whatever they're hunting. Like that's all I knew. And I thought, you had to use scent lock. You had to paint your face. You had to be really, 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 really quiet. You, you know, don't move at all. I, I just had no idea that there's more that goes into it. You had no idea to the intricacies of it, right? You just expected people just walk out there. Oh, there's a deer. Shoot it. <laughs> drag it home kind of deal, right? Well, and then, I mean, obviously I'm from the South, but I was like, you just have this redneck perception almost like, you're just out in your real tree camo and a camo blind and you're just, that's it. Like there's not so much scouting. Is that reality? No, not. Is that not reality? It is not. No, no. And my husband will watch these shows that teach him. Like he is just, as much as I would think he already knows enough, he's hunger for, he's so hungry to know more and more and more. That's what hunting is all about, right? Hunting is all about chase and pursuit. Mm-hmm. And in in hunting, there is there is failure built into essentially the definition of hunting. Just like there's failure built, def, you know, sort of baked into the definition of fishing. Right, and then right, you see- hunting is called hunting. Hunting is not called killing. Exactly, That's fishing. Good. Fishing is called fishing. Fishing is not called catching. And I also learned too that hunters really um, are, they become disappointed in themselves or they hurt or almost grieve if they don't kill instantly because they want it to be a very fast and humane um, Uh way of killing. So that's something I learned as well, how they, will kind of beat themselves up if the shot wasn't too perfect or if they feel like the animal didn't have a quick enough death. Rebecca, one that's one thing that you never see. You, you don't interact in the social media circles of the hunting community. You never 
see that. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, why? Why would a hunter not do that? Like, why would they? Oh, why would they not grieve, or why would they not talk about that? Talk about it. Share it. I think we've gotten so consumed with social media to show our highlights, our highlight of our hunting or our trip that we don't, we don't show the realness. And I try my best with fly fishing to show my realness, but I think we need more transparency out there and to communicate that those things happen and we feel those feelings, not necessarily that it's okay, but to help each other process it and just have a more open communication of the reality of hunting and fishing. Yeah, I certainly agree with you. I think the reality of hunting is sometimes sort of clouded by the, I need to put my best foot forward always mm-hmm. from a, from a um, social media perspective. Like my reality of my life is so perfect. Right. Do you find in, and again, I let, I'm going to switch to fishing, but I, 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 you know, again, in the beginning, what you were talking about is it was very sort of uncanny how simil- similar it was to hunting and the, the, the segregations of, of, of things in the communities themselves and sort of looking down your nose on certain people depending on how they tend to operate or they tend to want to participate in the lifestyle that we choose, rather, regardless of whether it's hunting or fishing, right? Right. So in fishing, and when I say fishing, I'm, I actually mean hunting, but let's just use fishing in this context for you. Do you find that as a female in the fishing space, but I mean hunting space as well, okay, that you are treated differently? I have to say, if I am by myself and on the water fly fishing because I wade fish, I don't have a boat, that I do get treated differently. And I did, I almost didn't believe some of my girlfriends that told me that they get treated differently because I was like, that's, that's BS because I stand my ground and um, I have a very, I don't know what the word is, uh, confident presence. And I try to always look confident so no one really messes with me. But I didn't realize that that still doesn't matter that if you're by yourself, that guys will try to get into your hole or just cross in front of you or things do happen. Now, how is that? How is that translated into social media? I this is where I may end up getting some hate from females and I have in the past but I still stand firm with um, like I I say less skin, more skill. If we want to be taken seriously, then don't look like a Barbie in a bikini, like you're hunting. Um, And again, I have gotten so much hate. The same thing with fishing. There is a time and place that you might be fishing. You might be in a tank top. You might, it's summer, it's hot. I get that. But when you are posing provocatively, and then you are getting upset at your comments or how social media perceives you. Um, we, you're setting yourself up for failure. If you're really truly trying to set an example and you really truly love fishing or hunting, then you don't have to 
use sex to sell. You should have your skill or you should have things to offer. Mm-hmm. What do you think those those individuals that are sort of doing, not doing things, it's not, I even don't want to even say it. Right. What do you think those individuals are doing it for? I, I do understand that a lot of people want that instant gratification, but then are you being taken seriously? Who is your target audience? What does your engagement look like? What is your end goal? Do you want companies to actually take you seriously? Like if you are in a bikini fly fishing, then do you really need gear? Would you ever have a sponsor? Because all you need is a bikini. Um, but I, I think they we get so mixed up that social media has taught us that we need all the likes, we need all the views, and that's what what women and and men too. But that's that's what our um, that's what we're we think that that's what we need on social media. But really, we can use our platform for better things. How does that reflect on you? It makes it harder. Um, I have fought every inch of the way. I have never bought. Um, I've never bought or paid for followers. I've never participated in pods, a follow for a follow, a like for a like. I've never paid to promote any of my stuff. So I have been grinding this entire time to the point where even a couple of weeks ago, I posted um, a TikTok as a reel on Instagram and was shadow banned. But it affects me because I'm not taking the easy way out. I'm proud of my body. I am a personal trainer. I could use my body for more likes, more um, follows. But I, I just, I have so much more to offer the world. And I want to do it the hard way and get, have people get to know me, my sense of humor, and how transparent I am. But it is very hard. It's affected me that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you know, what you're saying is is sort of indicative of, I guess, lifestyles that are engaged in the social media world, hunting, fishing, fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all sort of coalesce around this idea that, as you said, sex sells. And, you know, beautiful women with that are scantily clad right. tend to draw a lot more engagement and a lot more uh, impressions than people like you and and others like uh, in the hunting space, we, we featured a, a lady called Anna V. And if you're not following Anna V, you need to because you and her would be are like identical uh, twins, but are just different communities. Awesome. Um, but it, you know, it's it's almost like how do you you stand up and you go, "This is what I do," and you're like, and someone says, "Oh, you're just doing it because you want free stuff," or and a lot of the times, you know, here's where and maybe I'll pose this question to you because I've got my own opinion on it. You have your own brand. You will market products in your social media engagement. What's the end goal? Well, it, it's... I want people to realize, and maybe this is my background talking, having been um, through what I've been through, is I want I want women especially, but I want people to realize they are enough. And I think, and it's almost barbaric for me to go back 
and just use my skin. Like I've come so far and I'm, I'm so much more as a person. So my branding is in hopes to inspire other people that they are enough. Um, and it, like wearing sun hoodies to protect your skin while fly fishing and things like that. Um, and it's not just the merchandise. It's who I am as a person. Um, I have had quite a few people also in my life either take their life or battle with depression. And that's where I don't want anyone to fall through the cracks. I myself try my best to engage with every single person. And you have no idea how your one post or that engagement or your branding could affect someone's life. So I just want to be a real mm-hmm. person out in this mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. Are you doing it? And again, these are questions that are not I'm asking you specifically, but they're more general to sort of this broader question about like why people use social media and why mm-hmm. people are, are trying to get this engagement. Is it just so that you can make a lot of money? I don't make hardly any money. <laughs> so the problem with social media is I've said no to so many companies because their morals don't align with my morals and I will not uh, you sound like Anna V. You sound like bloody Anna V. <laughs> but I, I, I won't get seen by the bigger companies because I stand so firm in what I believe in. And that's fine because at the end of the day, I sleep well knowing I haven't sold my soul to the devil, but um, I don't make a ton of money. And then when companies do reach out, um, typically it's all the same thing. They're like, here, here's, you know, you get 10% if you push this product for us. And I'm like, well, what, that doesn't help me. Like, and I don't Mm want to use all these product, like, um, discount codes, like, you know, or they're, or they'll say, Hey, I'll send you a free hat if you'll wear it and take a photo of it. Well, that doesn't pay my bills. That doesn't put food Mm -hmm. on my table. That's not taking care of the gas in my car. And that's where we have to go back to. We are more than our face or our body, like we are more. So if, if people really are invested in me and they want to use me and we can have a collaboration, that's, that's, it's more than a hat or a like, or a 10% discount code. So if you had the opportunity and you've got the platform now, not that our platform is huge, Mm -hmm. but you have the opportunity to say to someone, this is what I hope you would do with the engagement and platform that you have, what would you say? Okay. You're going to have to rephrase that for me. So what do you, what do you mean? What would I, So you've got an opportunity to say there's 10,000 people listening to you right now or a million people listening to you right now, or maybe the three people that listen to you right now. And you, and I want you to say to them, this is why I believe it's important that we, we are engaged on social media and we are engaged in the right way. I so Why is it important to do those two things? It's important to me, and I, I do it every, every moment I can, is to show the realness. We have got filters. We have got so much fake that we have to think we have to live up to. So for me, having to keep up constantly, I feel like other people, it causes more depression and more anxiety or that they're not, I know I I sound redundant, that they're not good enough, but I'm just so afraid that this day and age that 
our teenagers, our kids, even adults feel like what they see is real and they have to become whatever they see on social media. And you are worth so much more than that, that that's not, it'll never be enough. It'll never be attainable. Um, so what they're chasing is an image, but really there's so much more to life and having the mindfulness of being in that moment and just enjoying hunting or enjoying fishing. Like that's the hobby that brings you that peace that you're looking for, not those likes and not, not being famous or anything like that. It's it's getting back to nature and feeling how you feel at peace when you're doing the things that you love. Would you say that you put forward an authentic outlook into who you are? It's not the best. Are you not you're not putting your best foot forward every single day? That that's all people see. Absolutely not. Um, that's why when you at the very beginning you asked if I was below average. I, I show people all the time, like I'll tease and make them think like I'll have a story and I'll tell them, Hey, look, this is my PB when not, or, you know, I just, I mess up all the time. I trip and fall in the water. I, I fall off the bank. <laughs> Life happens. And I want to be so real because I think people get caught up in other people's Instagrams or TikToks or whatever platform it is. And I just, I want to be that light out there that, I have bad days. I cry. I have uh, CPTSD from my childhood for even my adulthood. I have trauma that happens, repressed memories that just come out of nowhere. But we're all doing this one day at a time together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. Well said. I think the idea of being authentic and being real in the social media world that is full of a lot of fakeness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in itself a huge obstacle to <laughs> overcome. Yes. Because people see you and they go, mm, it can't be real. It has to be fake mm-hmm. because that's what they're used to. Right. But I will give them the benefit of the doubt that I think social media every single day, like you just said, every single day, I think social media every single day is becoming more. Uh, sort of cognizant of and lucid to the idea that they can see through the bullshit and they can see the fakeness when there is fakeness Mm -hmm. and they'll call it for what it is. So um, yeah, keep flying the flag and um, I need to make an introduction between you and Anna V because you will both love each other and she'll take you upland bird hunting and you can take her fly fishing. I would love that. I would love to be surrounded by some more soul sisters. That'd be awesome. Yeah. She's certainly one of them and she is a firecracker, probably just like you. So, uh, um, Rebecca, where can people find you as we finish this out? I love it. Um, any platform, I am Lady Angler Lentz, L-E-N-T-Z. Nice. Well, Rebecca, it's been a pleasure. And um, hopefully one day, I'm actually coming to Arkansas tomorrow. So <gasps> Tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to be in Little Rock until Friday. Oh, my goodness. We should have just met up in person. <laughs> we might have to. I'll have to come hunt you down then. <laughs> there we go. There yeah. we go. I'll be downtown. Awesome. All right, cool. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right 
to convey the truth around hunting.